Welcome to the final day of Season 2 of Shaped by the Word, uh, the drama of Scripture, uh, day 362. Uh, we come uh, to the end of the biblical story, which uh, we've, we've read from beginning to end as we've you know, talked about what God has, has done in order to pursue His people and restore, you know, not only in us everything that we have lost to the ravages of the fall and the sin, uh, but in all of creation. And everything is as it should be, and as our hearts, you know, deeply long for it to be. As we live in the world, we have this, you know, kind of sense that there's just something that's not right. Even in the midst of our very best moments, there, there's a tense that there's, you know, something significant that is missing, and that's because we are a people that have been alienated from God. We were created for God, and. And the distance between us and God creates you know, a deep longing. Uh, Augustine described it as a restfulness that cannot find rest until it finds its final rest in Christ Jesus. And of course, that's what we have at the end of the story is, is our rest in uh, the image in the Old Testament, you know, of entering into the rest of the promised land, entering the New Testament of the writer of Hebrews, entering into the rest of God's finished work for us. And, and of course, the final image is. Uh, the complete rest we find for all eternity in his presence. So we come to Revelation chapter 22. Paul Camp here with uh, David Keeve and the Kreskis. That would be Katie and Matthew. So Katie, why don't you lift us up with a word of prayer? Sounds good. Father, thank you for the rest that we get to have in you um, in a world where there's just so much t- turmoil and chaos and where we are constantly striving with our own strength, what comfort we find when we realize that true rest is is found in you, Jesus. Um, and when we read w- words that we will read today and are reminded of the um, eternal rest that we find in you, um, it's just such an encouragement in the moment and something to hold on to. And as we are reminded that you are holding on to us till the very end of, of the age, so thank you um, for this for this book of Revelation. Thank you for this final chapter and for um, just the time that we have spent in your word this year. You are good to us. Um, be with us as we read together. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Then the angel showed me the river, the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river, stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and the servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God who inspires the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things, and when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, Don't do that. My fellow servant with you and with your fellow prophets and with all who keep the words of the scroll, worship God. Then he told me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this scroll because the time is near. 
Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. And let the holy person continue to be holy. Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I'll give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to eat of the tree of life, and may go through the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs who practice magic arts, the sexual immoral, uh, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you the testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bride and morning star. The spirit and the bride say, Come, and let the one who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes to take the free gift of water of life. I warn everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this scroll, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in the scroll. And if anyone takes words away from the scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in the scroll. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with God's people. Amen. <clears throat> the Spirit and the Bride say come, and let anyone who hears uh, say come. Let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes to take of the free gift of the water of life. And what a beautiful picture. Did you see uh, the river of life uh, flowing from you know, the uh, you know, throne mm-hmm. of God, clear and crystal, and it's the whole image almost gives me you know, chills. And there is, there is the tree of life, which the tree of life somehow is on both sides, uh, yielding, you know, yielding its, uh, yielding its fruit in every season, and and of course that even reminds us, you know, the very first psalm, which is the showcase psalm, or the, uh, you know, the psalm that's kind of the key to all the rest of the psalms, where it talks about us one day, you know, being planted beside a stream uh, that allows us to yield fruit in the season. Uh, this is one that allows the fruit of God to be experienced constantly mm-hmm. uh, through His blessing and through His presence. And so you see the fulfillment of so many biblical images. Mm-hmm. I love the way that this book ends. I mean, we're waiting for this, and, and you have to love it. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And like, that seems like an appropriate way to end it. Like, yeah, come on. This is what we've been waiting for. And then yet that last note of, and the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. You know, amen. It's yeah. just a reminder. Hey, until this day, the, the Lord's grace continues to sustain you. And yeah, we, we need to remember this is this is where we will be, where we are now, is in the middle of you know persecution and trial and opposition, and uh, you know we're fallen people in a broken world, uh, ex- having you know really broken world realities we experience inside ourselves and outside of ourselves and all of our relationships, and uh, you know it's just the simple gift that we have to carry us through is is, is God's grace with God's people mm-hmm. leading us to God's uh, beautiful consummation of all of his promises you know, that we find here in the book of Revelation. No, it's God's grace, you know, from beginning to end and Absolutely. in all matters. And for it to end on that note of that reminder is a great thing to think about today when we think about all the the things we want to do or the all the striving we might do and the emptiness that might bring it. It's no to go back to the grace of our Lord and rest in that and be reminded of that and then let that strengthen you for whatever lies ahead. Yeah. It's interesting that um, there are things that we, that are gifts from God that we have now, like light and the sun. (laughs) 
um, that won't be needed anymore because he provides that light. Um, in the last chapter, it said there will be no sea, which I'm, I don't know, is that referring to like the symbolism of the sea, like the chaos, or I don't want to spend too much time on that, but all the, all that to say, like, there are good things that we won't even need anymore because we have the ultimate good thing with us in our, in our presence forever. And I just, wow, what an image, like to know that he will be, he will fulfill any need that we ever had. And we will have him with us always is just such a sweet yeah. thing to hold on to. No, the you know, the sea in the old test, you know, obviously is a picture of emptiness and chaos. Mm-hmm. And so you have in creation the waters covering the face of deep and he separates the waters from the waters to give us a place, mm-hmm. you know, to know him. And then you have, you know, in books, you know, like Job, uh, you know, that the in, in uh, even Noah, the chaos of the sea is a you know, a force that is almost arrayed against us, and you have the you know, the symbolism of the beast out of the sea coming in the book of Revelation. And so uh, there'd be no more chaos and there'd be no, none of the evil that comes out of the chaos, you know, as mm-hmm. a picture. That's a. Yeah. Thanks for answering that yeah. question. <laughs> Cause I think we've in our community group asked like, what does it mean that there will be no sea? Like there won't be, I like the ocean. Uh, like, no you fishing. know, yeah, no, no, there, there, there are beach, there are beach people and mountain people and only the mountain people are alike. So there we go. <laughs> you see all the land. Yes. There you go. I get a kick out of John. You know, this is the second time we've seen John try to worship an angel. The third time. Third, yeah. Third, oh, yeah. Really? yeah. Yeah. The That's third true. time that he is, uh, you know, yeah. Go I'm ahead. saying, just lesson. falling at the feet of a, the messenger, and it's honest. And the angel, you know, says, "Stop! Don't do that! What are you doing? You know, worship God." But it, I think, it speaks to a couple things. Only God alone is worthy of our worship, oh, but yeah. also our propensity to worship. You know, those things the that we find valuable, and you know, and just get our heart clean. So he, he, so John's hearing and seeing incredible things, and his response is worship. But even in that, even in these incredible visions, his yeah. his worship falls or goes in different directions. No, and, and there's another way to see that. Even even the most common thing in heaven hmm. is so deeply inspiring that <laughs> yeah. we fall on our faces. Yeah, and uh, you know it. It, uh, it just speaks to the glory you know that awaits us. You know that uh, when we when we get to heaven, we're going to want to worship the first thing that we see. But that will not be the ultimate thing. The grandeur of heaven is surpassed by the even greater grandeur of of the Lord and and of the Lamb. And and so you have the angel kindly said, son, you're a little premature there. Look to the throne. Look at that guy. Yeah. I wonder, I think I understand your love for fly fishing better after reading this chapter because yeah. of the crystal clear water. That's, it's really just because you you long for the new heaven and the new earth is why you love fly fishing so much. Cause I wonder if we're going to see the fish in that crystal clear. The words in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Every, every, everything about me is just pointing heaven or <laughs> That's what it is. all other moments. There is a, there is a little you know, spot not far from here. I don't share with many people, which. Uh, where the river runs, you know, uh, up to 15 feet deep, and you can still see the pebbles on wow. the bottom. And, and of course, this will be even more. It's beautiful. Yeah, it, it, it is vivid, and it, it, this will be even more vivid than that. Mm. And there's that wonderful little line in in verse four. You know, they will see his face. You know, and you know, going back to Moses. You know, we see he he wants to but he doesn't really get to and we kind of see through a glass half dimly now but there is that day coming you know and we've spoken about a little bit where we will see him for who he truly is um and then yeah that is what leads you know almost soon after to that worship uh, of john but we see that 
seeing them for truly is yeah. will affect us in, in such a deep way. And of course, John has promised in his letter the very act of seeing him will be transformative. It'll be mm -hmm. overwhelming that it'll completely uh, transform us and carry us into his image where we're a full reflection of everything he created us to be and everything that he redeemed us to be. So what a glorious future that we have in store. Mm -hmm. Father, thank you for the beauty of your grace, and we thank you for the wonder of your story, and we realize that we, we don't have language to tell the story of the living God. We don't have images to imagine the presence of the image God, and we don't have poetry to describe uh, the beauty and the grace of the images of God, but what we have seen makes us long for you. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.